it's it's really deep work. It's really painful sometimes. And obviously working with family can bring up a lot of emotions. But uh, I really do see it as kind of like my responsibility to to really dive deep into what is mine and what is inherited and kind of take the good and leave the rest. Welcome to My Spiritual Friends from Worthy Well, the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Renee Giles. Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hey y'all, thanks for joining for another episode. So today's conversation is with the magical Wata, a composer, vocalist, and sound healer who seamlessly intertwines ancient sound healing traditions with modern lyricism and alternative composition. Her songs create otherworldly soundscapes through vocal and synth layering that touch the heart and soothe the mind. Her influences include 10 years of classical violin training, Indian classical song structure, Andalusian rhythms, and jazz vocal inflections. Wata has introduced her genre-bending take on New Age meditation music to audiences at Zoratopia, Art Basel, Coachella, and to subscribers of the Calm app. Her sound baths intrigue curious listeners and experienced meditators alike. Wata has been featured in Rolling Stone, Billboard, Dummy Mag, and was selected as one of the Digilog's 2021 Artists to Watch. As the co-founder of Lazuli Collective, she has worked with brands like Chopra, Calm, Golden Voice, and recently curated the Wellness Oasis Tent at Coachella. I hope you all enjoy this one just as much as I did. Let's dive in. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. So good to see you. I'm doing well. It's good to see you too. Excited to be here. Yeah, so excited to talk with you. It's always such a pleasure. Um, whenever I connect with you, I feel like such like this is a magical woman vibe. Like you're just so <laughs> magical. So it's just so fun always to talk with you. So thank you for, for joining the podcast and and for sharing your story. No, honestly, thank you for inviting me. I uh, I love the concept. And so I'm, I'm really excited to, to be one of the guests on here. Thank you. Thank you. And... I'm excited to um, really dig into your journey, but also excited to talk about some of the really cool things um, you've been doing over the past um, several months, which I'm sure like even more time has gone into <laughs> into that than what you know we've seen as you know people who've been fortunate enough to experience it. But um, I know you um, recently had a birthday and. As part of that, you gifted us with this like incredible video for 
your song um, Pendulum. So that was just like, wow. I'm so like just blown away by that and just how that, like having, you know, listened to the song, you know, prior to, prior to listening or prior to seeing the video, um, I was just like, wow, I can't wait to see what the visual is for this because the song is already so, like, like there's just so much depth to it. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to link to that in the in the show notes so people can check that out. But that was just beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it felt really good to finally release it. Um, I filmed that with one of my really good friends who also just so happens to be an incredible cinematographer. His name's uh, Jama Abdurrahman. And uh, Mm. he like did everything. (laughs) Like (laughs) it was just us. He color corrected. He, uh, you know, was the cinematographer, was the director. And for me, I was like the choreographer, obviously Mm -hmm. the musician, you know, the actor and the stylist. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it was really just kind of a labor of love and, uh, it felt good to finally bring it to the world and also just to hear people's responses and to hear how much people really loved, um, the visual. So, Uh, I'm so happy that you watched it and that you also enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and I know so many people are just like getting their life with that video. It's just amazing. Yeah. And you you actually released that shortly after um, a just really beautiful um, activation that you led as... um, uh, with your in your work with um, Coachella recently, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that? That was incredible. Yeah, that was a wild ride. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my business partner and I, his name's Brandon Holman, um, mm-hmm. we founded a company called Lazuli Collective, mm-hmm. and our mission was to bring wellness and healing spaces. Um, you know, to events and activations within the music industry. That's one of our, our purposes. And so, um, you know, we were able to uh, form a, a relationship with Coachella pretty organically and uh, have the opportunity to design, curate, and execute a wellness tent in the camping area of Coachella. So mm-hmm. we spent the last like three four months just working on this very intensely Mm -hmm. and uh it was really magical to see how it came out we had about 24 different facilitators um from all backgrounds a lot of BIPOC a lot of queer folks a lot of people from um different modalities like yoga breath work sound healing you know poetry who all led uh unique workshops uh on a, um, actually we had, we ended up having two videos by the, or two venues, sorry, by the end of the, um, two weekends. And, and so we had classes going in both venues and, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible seeing people, you know, maybe stop for five minutes and then stay for three hours because they just loved, uh, you know, the vibe and the, uh, yeah. offerings that we, 
curated and there were so many people who were like, this is the first time I've meditated. This is the first time I've done yoga. And that was really special for us to see as well. So um, even though, uh, you know, Coachella is a big festival and there were a lot of pieces that uh, we had to think about in order for it to come together, I, I do feel like for our first year, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, it looked incredible. And even just, you know, following, you know, the journey, um, just seeing your Instagram, like during that time frame, like just seeing you like so like grounded in your power and in leading that was just like beautiful. Like I was just like, okay, yes, <laughs> more Thank of this. You. Yeah. Yeah, I really did feel like uh, I was very supported um, mm -hmm. in the process from my team and yeah. also just from, from God and, and yeah. my mm -hmm. ancestors and, and getting mm -hmm. it together. So when I finally got on site, I was like, okay, this all came together. I'm just watching it flow, watching it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So beautiful. Um, and there's so much, um, there's so much more to come, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I know that all of these things are um, a, you know, manifestation of your your deep practice and your deep, you know, connection to self and to source. And I know that that's like such a huge part of just how you move through the world. Um, and so, as you know, like I always like to really start these conversations Um at the very beginning to really ground us in kind of what your starting point was and your, you know, spiritual journey. Um, and so as a child, when you were younger, what did spirituality look like for you in your life as a child? Yeah, so I, I kind of had an interesting childhood in that I grew up with parents, um, particularly my mother, who who were um, very open and very mm -hmm. inclusive of a lot of different perspectives. And so uh, mm -hmm. my mom's own lineage, she is Black American, Creole, and Native American. And so we, um, you know, grew up in a household where my mom made sure we were uh, learning about our African spiritual practices, learning about mm -hmm. Native American spiritual practices, um, but we were also going to church on Sunday, you know, mm. we were also learning, uh, you know, elements of like, um, you know, Buddhism or Islam as well. And so mm. um, I kind of grew up in an environment where magic and spirituality were very present and very normal. Like I remember mm -hmm. I used to go and build fairy houses at this one forest. I grew up in, in Maine. And we would just go and that. build houses for fairies. And I was like, well, yeah, of course fairies are real. And of course, <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're going to come back any second. <laughs> and, and I just kind of grew up with this, with this view of the world that was very, um, very much like integrated with spirit. You know, I didn't really mm. see a lot of separation between God. You know, I, I, felt the presence of God and angels around me. And mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the perspective I had. And it was only really challenged 
by the outside world. You know, once I started going to school and started mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interacting with other people and realizing that maybe my my childhood wasn't quote unquote normal mm. <laughs> for a lot of people that I started to be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about that. But for for several years, I kind of lived um, very connected to um, and in tune with, um, you know, my spiritual self mm-hmm. uh, as a young as a young child. Yeah, I love that. And it's such a unique um, place to start from because usually when I ask this question, um, oftentimes, you know, I hear people share about how they came into this realization of how much broader um, spirituality was um, in comparison to what they, you know, grew up with. But for you, you you had this really just beautiful um, broader perception of spirituality from the very beginning. Um, and I know you mentioned, uh, you know, it was really the, the outside world. Like once you were going to school and interacting more with, um, I guess, uh, more conventional, you know, society, for lack of a better way to explain it, um, uh, that's when you realized, oh, so this this is my normal, you know, like this is yeah. my normal. How did you stay grounded in in your, um, you know, in this beautiful upbringing? Um, stay grounded in what you knew to be true as you, you know, continue to move through the world, um, a world often, you know, um, a world that often clings to more of a status quo when it comes to like religion and, and spirituality. Yeah. So to be honest, I, uh, I went on a, on a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't always like grounded in one thing. Um, and Mm -hmm. so there were times when I, you know, completely kind of turned my back on that perspective and tried to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent a lot of, uh, time studying different religions. So there was a time when I was, you know, deeply involved in what I would call American Christianity. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, that was my perspective, uh, and then there was a time when I was studying West African religions and really diving deep into uh, the practices of my ancestors. And then there was a time when I was studying Vedanta and Ayurveda and learning about, um, you know, those kind of practices. And so I think it was kind of like I I went in this big circle where, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I was bouncing from one to the other and trying to find what was, what was the thing, what was the capital Mm -hmm. T truth. And then, uh, as I kind of came back around, I realized, oh, wow, there's, there's so many similarities. There's so many, um, you know, points of connection between these things. Um, and that, uh, it's, it's not one or the other. It's really all. Um, and now I'm able to, um, you know, look at my spiritual practice really as, as, uh, as an amalgamation of a lot of different things mm-hmm. that all kind of root back to the same, uh, energy or source or essence. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so beautiful. And as you were talking, I um, I was thinking to myself, oh yeah, that's very MG. Like that that journey <laughs> that's, you know, going around mm-hmm. and, we try, and trying we tried the different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we're both manifesting generators. So I was like, oh, I feel mm-hmm. seen right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every manifesting generator now, it's like we've had like 15 different careers, five Mm -hmm. different religions, you know, like we've really, if we've landed on something, it's because we've really seen it all before. Yes. (laughs) We've really done it all, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And can share the lessons, share the learnings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I find it helps because, um, you know, like my music doesn't have words in it. A lot of my music, Mm -hmm. um, like the, you know, the tracks I make for Calm, and my meditation music doesn't have words. And I realized that, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of speak to people in a different way. It allows yeah. the music to just kind of seep into a different level. So people are not focused on the words. They're not focused on, you know, the semantics of, of what I'm saying. Um, they're really just able to tap into the frequency and the vibration. And I, I found that important because my goal as an artist is to be able to uh, speak to, to anyone. I don't want to... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, leave whole swaths of the population behind because they may have a differing perspective. I think it's about uh, allowing the vibration of love, the vibration of God to kind of shine through Mm -hmm. um, and uh, not getting caught up in some of the semantics of words and, and, you know, slightly differing beliefs. Yeah, that's beautiful because it just transcends all of the conditioning and you know potential you know blocks or resistance to just what already is in a way so that's really beautiful um and has music always been a major way for you to channel your spiritual gifts has that always been something you felt deeply connected to from a young age yeah I I've always been deeply interested in music when I was younger I used to sing all the time you know I used to sing in the church choir you know Mm -hmm, (laughs) like -hmm. like a lot of like a lot of singers I started out in the church and um you know when I was younger like nine ten years old I would just hear music in my head Mm -hmm. and I would get frustrated Mm -hmm. because I couldn't I had no way, no way to get it out, right? I was like, oh, I have this symphony in my head. How do I get wow. it out? And so I started to teach myself piano by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Turkish March is the first song I ever tried to teach myself on the piano. And then when I was uh, 10 or 11, um, I actually started studying the violin in school. And oh, wow. I was a classical violinist through middle school, high school, and college, and um, studied it, learned more about composition, got into logic, got into film scoring, and all this stuff when I was in in, in school. And so um, music has always been a really big channel of expression for me. Mm-hmm. I find that it allows me to transmute things within that I don't have names for and I don't have mm-hmm. words for. I'm able to put what I'm feeling into a song and let that speak for itself. And so, um, you know, there were times when I didn't feel, I didn't do music. I I stepped away from it and I didn't feel whole. I didn't feel Mm. complete. I, I, I could Mm. feel in the back of my mind that I was missing something. And so Mm. I've, I've kind of accepted now that music needs to be a part of my life, that I need to sing, that I need to express, that I need to create 
And that's, that's why I'm now pursuing this as a career. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I can relate. I, I, um, when I, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but when I was growing up, I like music and singing was my thing. And I, Mm. I had this little, um, teal, Muffet baby keyboard with um, oh my gosh a picture of like um was it like like I can't remember the name of the like turtle or whatever but with all the little characters on it and I would play these little songs and I remember one of the first songs or at least one of the first songs I remember writing on that little keyboard <laughs> it was like a country song like when I think back mm. it sounded like a country song which is kind of funny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But music is something that I that I tend to like come back to and take breaks from and um and I just, you know, always wait to get that feeling to, you know, dive back into it. So I'm always so inspired by artists like you who just channel it so beautifully and you can tell it's just such a deeply ingrained like spiritual experience when you do share your gifts in that way. So I really appreciate that. And thank you. Yeah, it wasn't always this way. So I'm happy to be <laughs> in a place where I'm able to kind of do that and, and be in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So you had this incredible upbringing where, you know, spirituality was just ingrained, you know, this big picture of, you know, what it means to be, you know, connected to source, um, what it means to embrace, you know, so many different faiths um, without judgment, without feeling like there needs to be one thing and then coming to this realization that it's everything, you know. How does that now um, look in your personal spiritual practice? Like what are the things that you do for yourself to stay grounded in that and to stay connected um, to that sense of oneness? Yeah, um, I think meditation is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, as a meditation music artist, um, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge proponent of meditating. And I'm currently finishing up uh, meditation teacher training with uh, Chopra. Mm -hmm. So... um, I've really like learned and deepened my practice through that. But um, yeah, I think stillness is so underrated. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, every time I actually just stop and become still and quiet my mind, I receive so much. Um, mm. And so that helps keep me grounded. Um, I've been diving more into breath work and, um, and I also study The Course in Miracles as well. I've been mm. um, reading that for almost two It's been, yeah, like two years, two and a half, almost <laughs> long time. I started wow. like the the month before the pandemic. So it was, yeah. it was very good timing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think diving into the text... Um, communing with others as well. Like I have a satsang group I do on, on Sundays and we'll do, you know, we'll read the text and we'll do Qigong and we'll just talk about, you know, certain things. And Mm -hmm. I think I, I used to really try and 
and practice spirituality by doing all the things. Um, you know, having the crystals and, and, you know, and I still, you know, I still, I love my crystals. I still, um, do a lot of practices, but I think now what I'm realizing is it's more about being and allowing that mm-hmm. energy to just kind of flow through you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most of my practices now are really focused on how can I create an environment where I can just be in my spiritual self. So mm-hmm. being in nature, um, you know, I live in a really natural place. I go walk by the river. Um, I take time to journal. I take time to meditate. Just living a slower life mm-hmm. um, has been more beneficial for me than, you know, just owning a lot of crystals, but still being really stressed because I'm not taking time <laughs> for myself. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my current grounding practice at the moment. Yeah, that's so important. I'm glad you mentioned that. Just this idea of um, not necessarily like stepping away from the practices, but this recognition that it is also about the integration of all of those practices and 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 giving yourself time to be, you know. Um, and I think that also comes with a lot of like, giving ourselves grace too um, Mm -hmm. because there's so many things I know I mean even personally like having just moved across the country like I I think my um, conditioned mind had me feeling like I was supposed to be doing all these things and I got to this point where I was like you actually need to just integrate this experience that you just had like you just made a huge shift in your life like let yourself integrate that and be with that and and get the lessons from from that experience so I love that you mentioned that um it's so important and um you know as we you know continue to to be in our our practice and um and to be alongside that I know as we ascend they're always you know new layers of, you know, initiation, new new lessons that we're constantly mm-hmm. learning. Um, where you are in your journey right now, what do you feel like you're learning most? Like, what do you feel like you're, you're new? I almost, I've heard it referred to as like your edge um, um, from the perspective of like the thing that you're, you know, you're feeling like a little bit of discomfort around and you you feel yourself like, um, getting to the point where you're about to, you know, transcend that that thing. But what do you feel like you're learning most right now? And what's that kind of edge for you at this moment? Yeah, um, I think, uh, well, there's a couple things. So at the beginning of the year, the word that I have received is kind of like my word for the year was mm-hmm. embodiment. Mm-hmm. And I... I realized then that there were a lot of things that I knew, like I have a lot of spiritual knowledge in my Mm -hmm. brain, um, that I wasn't exactly embodying and that I needed to go deeper into that Mm -hmm. and to develop practice and to develop discipline and things like that. And so um, one of the ways that I I sought that out was through deepening my uh, education Mm-hmm. Um, and not just in a in a book smart way, but in like a in a practical way. And so, mm-hmm. doing the Chopra course was a part of that. Um, you know, just having conversations 
um, doing one-on-ones with with mentors and really just uh, kind of reverse engineering from other people that I respect and admire. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know you just you just had a um, episode with Lauren Lauren Ash, mm-hmm. and like she's helped me so much just in understanding myself through like gene keys and mm-hmm. manifesting um, and being a manifesting generator and what yeah. that means for like my practice and just realizing like oh like I need to embody what's right for me as a manifesting generator, right? As a yeah. for one, as, as all of these things and not try and live somebody else's, you know, calling or so or the way somebody else does it. I need to find my own way of doing things. And so I think, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm kind of just finding, um, that there's still some growing pains happening. Like I just turned 25 and, mm-hmm. It was this moment where I was like, oh, like I'm actually an adult. (laughs) I think before that I felt like a, like a pre-adult. I don't know. Mm -hmm, Like it was this mm -hmm. kind of time period where I was like, okay, like I'm an adult. Like I have to like, you know, have all these responsibilities, but I didn't quite feel like I was truly, I felt like maybe I was like pretending and and waiting for people to find out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now what I'm learning how to do is just really step into, um, you know, the beauty of womanhood, the beauty of adulthood and um, what that looks like in my own life and making decisions for myself and mm-hmm. letting go of some of the family and societal programming that uh, I had that was that was keeping me in patterns mm-hmm. and figuring out, okay, what is my own path? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to just follow the path of, you know, my mother or my, uh, my family members, I really want to forge my own path, but that requires some deep work into understanding who I am and who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to embody. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of been where I'm at, especially this month, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, with my birthday, it was, it was, uh, a whole, whole process of of reconciliation with myself Mm -hmm. and really meeting myself in a new way wow yeah that's beautiful and it's something that so many of us um particularly the piece around um separating from the journey of those who've come you know before us um, while also honoring that journey, you know, as part Mm -hmm. of us, you know, it's still part of us. It's just that we don't have to own it and we can use it to carry us into um, who we are meant to be, who, who we already are, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, I'm doing a lot of generational clearing there's Mm. there's patterns I've noticed there's things that I've noticed where I'm like wow like almost every single woman in our family has experienced this Mm. and I have so much respect and so much gratitude for my ancestors and for the family members who've who've brought me here Mm -hmm. because the the things I do now my whole career my whole everything wouldn't have been possible 40 years ago or 50 mm-hmm. years ago or 60 years ago, really. Um, I'm in a whole new time period and territory, especially as a black woman. And I feel like 
as a result, I'm able to really heal things in my family, in my bloodline that really haven't been addressed before. And so I dedicate a lot of time actually just to, um, you know, working through generational curses, working through generational mm-hmm. mindsets um, mm-hmm. that I feel like I don't need to, to carry or pass on to my children in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really deep work. It's really painful sometimes. And obviously working with family can bring up a lot of emotions, but yeah. uh, I really do see it as kind of like my responsibility to, to really dive deep into what is mine and what is inherited and mm-hmm. kind of take the good and leave the rest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel that really deeply. Um, it actually took me back to um, this beautiful, uh, it was like a program slash experience, um, actually as part of uh, Lauren's community, um, The Circle and Black Girl and Om. Uh, they did this uh, 21 Days to Abundance and each day there was a specific prompt And the prompt that I will always remember is there was this one day where we had like 10 different um, messages to choose from. And we had to choose one message to repeat 10 times. And I was reading through them, reading through them. And I got to this one, I think it was like midway through. And it said something like, um, I ask my ancestors for permission to do things differently. And as soon as I read that, I just started tearing up because it was around the time when I was moving through my own resistance to what I felt called to do, which included leaving my, you know, job to embark on, you know, this new journey. And I was really like surprised by how that, just hit me so deeply, you know? And so I repeated that one 10 times. And as soon as I was done, I had this text message from my mom when I finished um, this encouraging text message about this huge decision that I was on the, on the verge of making. And I was just like, wow, (laughs) that's real. (laughs) You know, so it works and it yeah. works quick sometimes. It too. does. It was so quick. Yeah. <laughs> it was so I find quick. it always works. You're like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is going to be, you know, a whole process. <laughs> and then, you know, that person you've been praying over for whatever just calls you randomly and you have a conversation. Yeah. Like stuff can really move like that. Yeah. 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 It's really beautiful. And it's such a good reminder to um, really have conversations with our loved ones that speak to the journeys we're on too. Cause I remember um, also like talking to my parents one day and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to ask something I've been really curious about. And I was just like, you know, are there people in our family who would like describe themselves as healers, you know, even though we're all healers, but like someone who was just like, I'm a healer. And Um, And I ended up getting this beautiful story about one of my uncles and how he was like the neighborhood healer, you know, Mm. back in Mississippi. And, and, you know, I would have never known maybe had I not asked. Um, 
So I think it's also such a good reminder to get curious about that. And, you know, we oftentimes, um, you know, don't necessarily tell those stories, um, but they can be so healing, you know, because I felt so seen when I learned about that myself. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's important to remember that with generational trauma comes generational wisdom and generational mm-hmm. healing. So oftentimes, you know, we focus on, oh, like, you know, all of the, th- all of the traumas that have been passed down, but um, there are so many gems, especially as, you know, African descended people, like we are really resilient. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, <laughs> the things that my ancestors had to survive to get me here, you know, when I hear the stories of just migration and, you know, escaping slavery and, and getting freedom and all of these, all of these stories, I'm like, okay, what, what did they have that allowed them to get through that? What did they have that allowed them to survive and to carry on so that Mm -hmm. I can be here? And so I think asking those questions of how did you, how did you get through this? How did you heal from this mm-hmm. is so important because there's a lot of wisdom that I think is hidden within our communities and it might not be talked about, but it's there and it's our mm-hmm. job to kind of ask those questions and to seek those answers for, for our, you know, next generations. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And it's such a good segue into the, the next question too, um, you know, when you think about yourself as a little girl, you know, um, just having all these experiences, building the the fairy houses, you know, um, like, is there anything you would tell her about her spiritual journey? Um, thinking back, is there any wisdom you would give her to take with her through this point in your life at 25? Yeah, I think to trust my inner knowing, to trust my Mm. intuition. Um, I, I grew up very spiritually aware, but also in a, in a very volatile environment. Mm. And so there were a lot of things that I just knew and I didn't know how I knew them, but I just, I knew them and I felt them and I was very empathic. And so, mm-hmm. um, I would, I would pick up on things, but then people would try and convince me that I didn't know what I was talking about because I was young or mm-hmm. because, you know, I wasn't smart enough or, or whatever. And it led me to not listen to that little voice inside. Mm-hmm. And I think now as an adult, I realized that that connection to my intuition and my connection to God is really the strongest tool that I have for navigating life. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think for a lot of really sensitive and spiritual people, uh, one of the things that we need to hold on the most is uh, is really that that sense of innate knowing yeah. because there's so much in the world that will try and tell us that we're wrong or that, um, you know, we don't know what we're talking about or that we're, we're crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And being able to 
Know what is right for you. Know what you are being called to do or not called to do. Um, is it's it's really important now more than ever. Yeah, it truly is. And and the more we normalize that, the more each of us is aligned with why we're here. You know. Um, so it's so beautiful to see, you know, people like you and others who are just trusting that and exercising that um, just in such a grounded way, you know. Um, and I think it's, uh, it takes a lot of courage to continue to do that. And the more you do it, the more, you know, it just becomes second nature to you, but um I feel like more and more people are starting to realize this, you know, connection to their intuition and that it isn't random and that it isn't just, you know, something that they should, you know, put in their back pocket and not look at again. Like it's, um, that is divine, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited to see more people really lean into that knowing um, so that they can, make new choices and and really embrace why they're here so that's beautiful yeah me too i i'm actually rereading women who run with wolves mm. um by clarissa estes pinkola and uh it's so i read it when did i read it i read it i think um before the pandemic i read it in like maybe 2019. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Um, but I, obviously a lot has happened since then. And mm-hmm. I, I realized that um, I'm just, I'm coming from a different perspective now, rereading it. And mm-hmm. one of the stories she talks about, she goes into intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this story about this little girl who has this doll in her pocket. And who, you know, tells her when to say yes and when to say no. And I think rereading it, I just got so much out of it because I realized that I had so many moments this past year where I was I was in a situation where I was like, okay, what am I doing? Where do I go? Should I go left? Should I go right? And I have really learned how to tap into that voice that says yes or no. Mm. And it has gotten me through some situations where I probably would not have known what to do on my own. And Mm so I'm just kind of seeing how since, I guess, 2019, my intuition and my trust and my faith has really grown and how that has led me to be able to have a lot more discernment um, with, with my life. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so huge. It's so huge. Wow. Well, like I said, whenever I get a chance to connect with you, Wata, it's always just so like life-giving, you know? Um, So thank you so much for just being you and serving in the way that you do um, and a way that lights you up as well, you know? I wanted to make sure we get into uh, some of the beautiful things you have um, 
you know, either in the works or anything you want folks to know about that you're working on right now? Um, yeah, just anything you want to share? Oh, yeah. We've got quite a few things. Um, <laughs> well, definitely the launch of Lazuli Collective. My company is a big thing. Um, yeah. We're really hoping to bring wellness into a bunch of spaces this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing talent management. We're doing, you know, curation and things like that as well within uh, the music and wellness industry. So mm-hmm. uh just being able to launch and seeing the response from everybody has been, it's been amazing. And so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, yeah. I'm wrapping up my year long contract with calm next month is my last month and it's kind of wild to think, but yeah. I have, um, I will have 12 hour long sound baths on the calm app by, uh, by June, June or July, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, they're all channeled for the new moon, so you can mm-hmm. find one for each sign. Um, and I'm I'm super happy. I love calm, and um, I really enjoyed creating these these uh, these pieces. Yeah. Um, I've got a new album coming out called Journey Through a Conscious Mind. Um, oh gosh, amazing! Coming out this summer that I'm very excited. It's a hour and 11 minute continuous sound bath um it's just a you just press play at the beginning and you drop in and you just go on a journey so i'm excited to finally share that my single from it lesson 52 has been out on spotify for some time but Mm -hmm. i'll be dropping a new single and dropping some visuals and and all kinds of fun stuff for the release of that project um, and then I have a lot more music. Like I, people don't realize I write a lot of music all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm, I'm working on some, uh, musical collaborations with, um, some other meditation apps as well that mm-hmm. uh, most people know. And, um, also working on, uh, more visuals, uh, the feedback from Pendulum has been amazing so far. And so yeah. it's really just put the fire under me to work on our next music video project. So mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned for that. Um, I love working with my director, Jama. So I am just hoping we can keep creating magical things together. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think those are the projects I can talk about. I kind of mm-hmm. always am like, mm-hmm. should I say that yet? So I think <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the ones that are like, live um Mm -hmm. or coming soon Mm -hmm. but there's definitely a lot more on the horizon that i can't wait to announce yes yes and speaking of which like for everyone who's listening to this like please make sure you go to the show notes and follow wata on all of the platforms i'm I'm gonna link to everything (laughs) like Mm -hmm. instagram spotify calm um all the music platforms yeah it's 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 a gift it's a beautiful gift to experience your creativity um and just all of the like beautiful ways it's showing up you know um so yeah i'm excited about all those things and looking forward to keeping an eye out for all the other things that you can't talk about yet i'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out (laughs) Yeah, 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 no, I'm I'm excited. I think this is going to be a busy summer. So definitely yeah. connect with me. 
Um, and also I have a website as well. I have a mm-hmm. membership platform called The Wave. Right, yes. Um, where I post my channeled messages and mm-hmm. um, unreleased music. And it's, a, it's a, a spiritual community. So we do like workshops and things on Zoom. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, definitely connect with me on there. Um, I'm really excited for some of the content that I'm building out for the platform right now. Yeah. Yes. Please connect there, y'all. Like just um, being able to experience almost like an ecosystem of just your channeled messages and art and everything is just like a gift. Seriously. So we're going to make sure we link to that too. Um in the notes uh but thank you for sharing all that and and for sharing your beautiful energy and and story with with us so really appreciate yeah, thank it thank you so much yeah I'm, I'm so happy i got to do this and Same. um you know share with your platform yeah so appreciate it and we'll talk soon talk soon Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. And to check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time, journey well.